Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, but we're all back and we're talking about the mixed leagues. I've got the table for Division A up. Yeah, me yeah. too. I've got A and B up. <laughs> with, yeah. with Storm 2 at the summit. Yeah. <laughs> Which still makes me laugh. So is Storm 1 in the wrong league? They're not even on this table. No, there's two. It's mixed league Division A and B. They just happen on the same day. Yeah, so I think the reason, the rationale behind the league split uh, for British Dodgeball was essentially to um, put them into two leagues of equal standard and then there's like a playoff, a positional playoff, so first in League A will play first in League B, etc. to get an overall standing. I think it's, yeah, so the top four from each league go through uh, and then it's like a, a playoff to see who's the best mixed team from there, I believe. That's exciting. Yeah. Do a quick run through the tables of both divisions then, and then we can talk about where people are and then who's likely to be that top eight. Yep. Yeah. So, should I take you away? So, mixed league division A, currently in first place are London Storm 2. And I feel like everyone's got a lot to say about them, so I'll leave them for a second. (laughs) And then um, in second is Manchester Bees, third, Bedford Mighty Eagles, fourth, Nottingham Sheriffs, fifth, Leeds Dodge, sixth, Uni of Leicester. And seventh, Derby Phantoms two. The Division B, we have uh, Leamington Spartans first, Bedford Rangers second, London Storm one third, Derby Phantoms one fourth, Leicester Minotaurs fifth, Manchester Bees two sixth, and Warwick Warriors seventh. Okay. So yeah, so so I mean, I'm the only person here that doesn't actually play in the mixed league. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So go on then. People who actually play in it, give us a quick, especially people who haven't watched a lot of mixed dodgeball before. What are the big differences and what have been like? Because this is the first ever British football mixed league start. So it's nice to see mixed back table in a big way. But what have been all your experiences thus far? I've loved it. Um, I've I've played all three fixtures so far. Um, I I think it's really good. It's it's a much more tactical game. Um, you have to be much more, like, kind of much more careful in it um, because you have a couple of quick outs that can re- it can really, uh, like, spill it down. So we said top of um, Division A is London Storm 2. So because they've, they've got, you know, they've got a great formula. They've got the Day Brothers um, in there a- along with, um, I believe it's Sam Laverty. Um, and I think Dartnell, are the f- oh, no, sorry, Dartnell's in their team, Laverty's in the other, and they've got another lad. So they've got four. Very big arms um, in the team, and the hole's so small. So if they don't make a hit nine times out of ten, the ball will then just bounce back to them off the wall anyway, and they just kind of go again. So it's really important that as a team playing a team like that, that you you have to mix up your dodging. You've got to be good with your trapping. You need your trevers on point because it's a very hard game if you just give them the ball the whole time. If they control possession, it's a knackering game by half time. Um, and it's it's also good just to play other people. So you know, this year, we, you know, we haven't played as much. You know, people like Leeds and we're especially Uni of Leicester and the Uni teams. It's been really good for them to see other dodgeballs. I know the Uni teams are a bit more secluded for the leagues now. Um, I think overall, it's been a great kind of trial of it so far. And yeah, it's going to be interesting when we get through to that kind of, I suppose, the finals day they seem to be proposing. I don't yeah, know. No, if it's absolutely. Oh, you go ahead. Um, yeah, no, I was just going to say, um, Jim and David, sort of playing against those new teams, 
so like Warwick, Leicester, that we don't often get to play against um, as community teams. Um, and I think as well, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a shock for everyone because they, they, I don't think they quite understood how tactical in the mixed game needs to be. Um, because you can you can go in underestimating your opponent and that's it next minute you know you you four sets down kind of thing. Um, I think Dave's sort of analysis of the of the Storm teams was pretty spot on really. Um, if you've got the Dave brothers on your wing, that's that's pressure coming from both sides really that you you need to do something against otherwise it's just it's not going to go well for you really. So maybe so for people who haven't seen mixed dodgeball before, so obviously we have leagues of, of the genders of male and female, but in a mixed game you must have three men and three women on court as your six players starting every set. So I think it's interesting to hear you talking about it being so tactical because I think a common misconception, especially when maybe people first start playing the sport and there tends to be a big disparity between like the, the obvious power that a lot of men have in the game and obviously as a woman in the game you have to play slightly differently we tend to the women's game generally tends to be a bit slower then you more focus but i think what's genuinely been the feedback as well is that i think sometimes as you say you can go into these games thinking that actually maybe the women are the weak link whereas it's the teams where they've really figured out their style and the women are able to settle in and then to use the sort of full breadth of the team it's not. It's a much more even game, I think, than a lot of people are expecting. Is the main thing I've heard as someone who's just been chatting to people who go and hasn't come to watch yet. I think that's that's a great point. Um, I suppose an example that highlights that if if anyone goes on YouTube on the bees one, they've all our games recorded when we played Leeds at the last meet. Both both sides, the women on both sides. You know, you could see that at some points they were targeted by either team, and they've absolutely like pulled out of the bag and spun g- uh, games around by themselves. And it's it's one of those where you have to be so much more careful. Because I, I also watched, a, I think it was the Spartan Storm game, and the Spartan ladies were, and they are in general so good at, at the dodging. So those the lads they were playing against had big throws. They kept kind of putting them in a similar place. So the girls could keep dodging them like they weren't going to get hits either. They were really having to work for them. And then, obviously, in a mixed game, the more you throw in, the, the tidier you get. So it's anyone who plays mixed and thinks, oh, we'll just take the girls out first, is is going to play mixed wrong and they're going to get literally caught out as they do it. Hey. So you've got to be more careful. <laughs> no, I think it's, um, I think it's, a re- it's a really good spirited league as well. It's um, like there's, there's a... It's not, it, it's not to say that... Um, People aren't taking it seriously because people are there to to win, but a lot of the games are played in a in a fair spirit, and um, a lot of good play kind of appreciated on both sides. It's a dec- it's a really good atmosphere to to play in and be involved in. It's good to see. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've noticed that there's a there's a lot more of a community feel to the mixed league days than than what I've seen on any sort of community league days for quite some time. To be honest, you know, you've got You've got players from other teams helping the teams out retrieving that kind of stuff. You've got everybody literally just pitching in to help out, um, supporting, like watching the games and like I think it was their last fixture. There was um I think it was Minotaurs were playing Bedford Rangers and just the spirit surrounding that game was just the odd like the spectators particularly were just 
everyone was on the sea edge really just really really excited to see what was going to happen because the game was just ever changing i think it would be one thing that maybe you could make i mean dodgeball is still a very small community and especially having all the communities split gender leagues in the same day in the same place is great however sort of there has been a downside in that it's such a long day and people get absolutely exhausted so i think in some ways we've lost some of the intensity of sort of the atmosphere at the normal community league and i think maybe it sounds sort of like more like dodgeball back to its roots where you sort of had i don't know 100 people stuck in a room together for six hours just <laughs> essentially making their own entertainment which is what it always like back in the days of dpl just being on two courts of an afternoon that's what it always used to be wasn't it is that everyone would pile in and watch everyone else because there was nothing else to do Whereas, yeah. like, and obviously everyone knew each other a little bit better, whereas we're lucky and there's so many more teams now. I think there was 56 at last count or something, weren't there? Something stupid playing in English leagues. Uh, but um, it does mean starting to feel more more open, more like a sort of real sport in inverted commas, where you don't necessarily know everyone there really well. But, yeah, in terms of, like, Looking at the at the mixed league moving forward, um, I mean, someone please correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe, as we said, a kind of off air, that I think it's the top two from each group are going to a playoff. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just pulling up the um, upcoming fixtures and whatnot for mixed league division A. Um. So yeah, it looks like on the second of June there's going to be uh finals day. Yeah. Um so it'll yeah. be um so for example the first game of the day you have fifth of division A playing sixth of division B. Um seventh of each division play each other. Okay. Um, so like, the things I subdivided into um so yeah. sevenths play each other and then there's like a three mini leagues between fifth and sixth of each respective division. Third and one fourth. One of fourth and third and fourth and one of first and second. Yeah. yeah, so there'll be a sort of, yeah, a winner of winners, if you will. Yeah. Out of that as well. Yeah. God, I'm so bad. You'd have thought, like, in my sixth season, I'd get better at reading these, like, breakdowns of how a tournament structure works. <laughs> and I'm still absolutely clueless. That's fine, Catherine. You and I are in the same boat. <laughs> I'm, I I usually just let people guide me through them and just give me the notes version. It's, it's what I always do at a tour, like any kind of open tournament day league. Me, I just turn up, do my warm up, and just point me when it's time, like in the direction I need to walk on court when it's time. I, I'm no good at keeping up with all that. Just tell me when it's play time, and I'll try not to get hit. Very unsuccessful. Yeah, I, I just let Tom Walsh do all the number stuff. He can just tell me what, what I need to do. <laughs> And the bit where I was like, oh, we need we need X if we do this and they do that and they do the other. And I'm like, yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> don't care, don't what? care. What? But what? yeah, anyway, the, the, I think the finals day is a, is a good idea for this kind of first one. It, it'll be a good way to, as a good kind of crescendo for the for the season for this. Um, so everyone knows they're actually pushing for something rather than just being like first or second in one division, you know, to kind of, like put everyone together. I think it was with a view to next season having two actual set leagues for promotion and relegation, you know, move it forward and more formally. Um so yeah, I think this is a good way to a good way to do it. And it'll be good on the final day watching those 
you know, the top four teams play each other. And then I will like enjoy as well watching the teams lower down. Uh, any teams who have, you know, or deemed it equal ability always pull, pull off good games. That's why all the leagues are so good as well. So it should be a yeah, it should be a good day. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, um, as I think the but the one drawback of this um, sort of deciding season of who goes into top two and who goes into the bottom is there are there's a fairly wide range of abilities within each league, which is which is a shame, but is one of the good things about finals day. Teams know they'll be playing teams of a similar ilk to them, and again, playing playing new teams is always a good thing. Should be a few good matchups. And I think it is really nice to see the university sides back mixed in with the community because it's still only, well, how long ago did the men's split off? Three years. This is the third season of the men's being split. Yeah. And it's only the second season of the women's being split. And previously, the sport being so small that university teams and community teams commuted, commuted? competed together in the same leagues. And it is as someone who's still sort of on the fence between union community dodgeball, it is a bit of a shame sometimes that you don't get to, A, people in the community aren't necessarily always aware of the skill that's coming through the universities, and B, every now and then you see some people who are playing at uni level being like, oh, you are good, but um, if you could push yourselves against the standard that's available in community, you'd be even better. So I think that that's really nice. There's still that that place where everyone just comes together as a dodgeballer rather than it being sort of segregated into university and community sport again. Yeah, and I think um, just, sort, just sort of going on from that um, sort of uni thing as well, I think it would have been it would have been nice to see more uni teams, so obviously in the, in the mixed divisions, there's, there's one uni team in sort of each division at the moment. I think it would, it would have been, it goes without saying really, but it would have been nice to maybe see a couple more in there, um, so maybe like limits, so one team per club, and maybe set aside a couple of the spots for uni teams, so it sort of brings that, that split back into it. Yeah, definitely. No, I think that's an interesting, it's an interesting point. I wonder, I mean, I wonder how, I wonder whether they were limited to the number of teams they had, or whether that was just all the demand there was for, for teams like that. Because you'd have thought that universities like Birmingham, Balls of Steel. The well known university. Yes, University of Balls of Steel. University team, University <laughs> of Birmingham Lions, Balls of Steel, etc. Trent. Trent have, Trent have women? Yeah. Oh. Did, you know, did you not know Trent women be a uh, uni of women in varsity this year? Yeah, I do know that. <laughs> <laughs> Just pointing yeah. that one out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a shame because I, I wonder whether if there was a university only mixed league, whether more universities would have entered. That's true. Whether, as well. the, whether um, putting it solely against community teams made it uh, put a, put a few universities off. I think it might have been a bit of a step too far for the first season. I could see it happening within, you know, 18 months or two to three years maybe from here. I agree. But the problem is you get to this end of the year with with uni, as you know, as as you as uh, as Steele found out the weekend, you know, tour comes up for a big weekend, you're missing some players. Any later in the year, you're getting well into deadline season. 
So yeah. uni players start dropping out a little bit and they've already got quite a lot. If you like a Peter Rhodes, for example, who plays community or like a Nathan Christopherson who does both, you have a lot of time already. Um, yeah. So I think one combined mixed league is better because that way if you're a university team, you've got a whole, hopefully a couple of squads to pick from so you can keep freshening it up on availability while everyone's kind of adapting to having it as part of our lives. But I, I think the, the plan, would, I imagine, would be to do the same thing with the university leagues eventually. Although it would be quite nice to keep them in as a, as a way to keep everyone in, as Catherine said. Are you implying there is life outside Dodgeball, Dave? If there is, I'm yet to find it. What <laughs> um, does this act as maybe quite a nice segue onto talking about university leagues a bit? Yeah, I guess. Absolutely. Yep. Um, Catherine, go. I was going to say, should we all start by stating our biases? Just in that mm. obviously myself and Sam are ex, um, so University of Nottingham, which sadly now get refer- gets referred to as University of Nottingham and not Balls of Steel, as we are traditionally like. And then, of course, your good selves are ex Nottingham Trent. Yep. Absolutely. So we've got to the point now where we have two University Women's League. There is University Women's East Midlands and there's University Women's in London. And I believe we have three University Men's Leagues. We have more than that. I'm going to, as look, in, I'm going to look it up. So it's divided. There's a, there's a north, there's a, there's a south and a south coast, I believe. Yes, yeah, we've got six men's. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Because there's a Midlands League one and two and a North League one and two. Well, obviously the South and South Coast at the moment. I looked, I, you know, I was looking over the last couple of days and all this stuff. So the South Coast League, it's the same kind of three clubs or with with two to three teams in it each. Um, and then I think it's a little bit similar for the for this. I know the South a bit more blocks. You got a lot more of the um, the London Unis. Although there's a couple of second teams in there as well. Yeah, so we've got. Men's South Coast, Men's South, leagues in the Midlands and two leagues in the North for the men. So six men's So, yeah, and then this weekend, well, as we record this weekend, gone, um, we had university, so university champs, which is always just a really big day in the calendar that we normally have a university open and university championships every year. And then there was university finals day, so a number of teams from all different leagues were obviously invited. If you placed, I believe it was top two in your respective league, you get invited to finals day to fight it out for another title. So just for that one, obviously, I've, it's, been, it's been 84 years I was in the university. <laughs> um, so, for example, I don't want to jump the gun with results too much, but obviously a certain team, for example, won the, the Men's Midlands League. Yes. So, do they go down because then they didn't go on and win finals day? So, do they still get classed as league champions or not because they didn't win the finals day? So, everyone who won their respective league already has their silverware. Right, okay. Extra silverware. So, I believe it's title on a title. So, you will will have placed in your league and then league finals day is its own particular title. Okay, so like a Champions League almost, just an extra competition for rewarding... The winners, yeah. So it's like the cup winners' cup. Yeah, the cup. The, the, the what? It's yeah, a... no, I, yeah, I, I get you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'll leave that to the football fans. Yeah, that's gone completely over my head. 
Yeah. Don't worry, Sam. I, I follow you. That's a good analogy. Thank you. Good man. Thank you. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find because I know who won the middle. I thought you were going to Google the cup winners. Cup. <laughs> I can tell you who who's won pretty much each league. If you like. So, yeah. So, so the, off the, you go. The South League Men's University South League was won by the Imperial Wolverines. Yeah. The South Coast one won by Winchester Bullets first. The yep. Midlands League one was won by um, did a, did a, uh, Balls of Steel A. And I believe, is it Balls of Steel B won League two? They did indeed. And the North League two was won by Sheffield Super Arrows. I'm seeing the team here. Yeah. And then the Women's University of South and uh, Birmingham Lions won the Women's Midlands League. Done. Good. <laughs> yeah, so um, so I think, I mean, as you can see, there's a dominance in the, I mean, both the Midlands and the North League in that I believe this season any second, so the f- spots in the League One if the region is split into two leagues, is reserved for first teams only. Mm-hmm. And then, so if you were a B team, you were automatically put into the second tier. So what we've seen, obviously, in both the North League and the Midlands Leagues, is that there are some teams that, especially if they've had a particularly hard time with player turnover. So one of the big problems we have with the University Dodgeball, which you don't necessarily get in community, is obviously all your players graduate, which is very inconvenient. So some teams, for example, Derby Seahawks, who are always always on the scene, always put a good show, had a particularly high graduation turnover last year. So their first team were in League One for the Midlands this year and they haven't had quite the season they were hoping. So they've come out that you'd argue have looked at the spread of Midlands teams and maybe put them in the second tier. And you would have moved someone like Balls of Steel seconds, uh, Birmingham seconds up but they've let this season play out with all the first teams in the top league and everyone else below. And I think they're going to now leave it as, like all the other leagues work, top two go up, bottom two go down, and the leagues will just sit naturally, I believe, from this point on. Yes, that's a fair system of doing it. I think it's so hard as to start it. I think it's a good idea. You're right, with someone like Derby, it's a shame to see them go down because... Um, they, you know, they were in the top echelon of teams when I was started playing all those years ago. Um, it's it's one of those. It just shows the turnaround of uni. Um, it's it's one of those, but it also shows like where the graduates have gone with the rise of Derby Phantoms outside in the community game. So it shows that kind of that balance, doesn't it? it usually, one one does better if the other suffers. So it's um, it's, it's a shame for them, but I'm sure they'll come back. It only takes one good set of freshers, and you're back in it again. Yeah, definitely. And I think also having. Now there's so many university teams. I think it's I think it's unlikely. I think it's fair to say that there's going to be a massive expansion of the need to expand the leagues themselves for next season. So hopefully it'll mean that everyone who's there and established gets a fair crack at next season because they don't have to worry about it all being reshuffled again. Yeah, I suppose. But for for someone like yourself, um, would you prefer it? If they'd maybe like have, have merged them like more, would that have been possible? Because obviously, I look in the the Midlands League. There's three Birmingham teams and two Steel teams out of eight. So over half the league is just two clubs. Yeah, 
straight away. And obviously, for yourselves, it's got to be hard when you're training with them, play them all the time. So I know it's, it's an issue for community clubs when they do it. And then obviously, to for Birmingham, it's the same. They have to three of their teams play each other all year. Is that not difficult? I think the main, I mean, I would, I'll put my hands up. I'm very much a bit player in Borsestown at this point. And I basically, I train a bit because it's a good laugh and I go when they're short. But I sort of, my loyalties lie mainly with the community and sheriffs. Um, but yeah, I think the main problem is, is logistics in the, this has been the first year where the men's and women's leagues for the same locality, if you will, so the East Midlands League and the North Leagues haven't taken place on the same day. And they actually take place in different places. So although it would be great to have maybe more mixed leagues, so maybe we could have two or North leagues where you had Sheffield mixed in with Birmingham, mixed in with Steele, mixed in with Trent, mixed in with everyone. I think actually in terms of clubs organising their own transport, which is a massive issue at uni because fewer people have cars and generally less disposable income, it makes logistical sense for them all all to be in the same place, unfortunately which does naturally lead to the bigger clubs. So obviously Sheffield and I would imagine Muds dominate up north. Steel and Birmingham dominate in terms of numbers because we've both had three teams in league this year dominate. And then I think I don't quite know. Sheffield this year in the north. Well, but looking at the league table. Yeah, Sheffield uh, Kings of the North this year. Yeah. So I think although it would be great to have more crossover exactly as you say and to play more people more regularly it's just not actually technically feasible yeah that's fair it's probably something to look into in the future isn't it how that can logistically work a bit better to always keep it fresher for yourselves you've played what is it I know 14 games in a season and nearly half of them are against your own club in Birmingham's case you know it's just something to look at going forward if it works fine for now but I suppose again it's benefit of university this time next year there'll be a lot of new faces around. So I suppose it's a bit different to doing it in the community aspect. Yeah, they're all, they're all looking really bloody young. That's the depressing point. Like, there's people who haven't, well, I suppose we'll, we'll all admit to being out of university for however long. But That's it's, not it's, right in thinking you're the youngest in this conversation. You're going to moan about being old. No, um, Sam, Sam, Sam's older than me, mate. Not 18 months. 11. 11. Yeah, well, Jordan's the oldest, so that's... Screw you. It's 18 days, David. 18 days. 18 glorious days of youth that you'll never have. <laughs> but yeah, no. It, it, Jordan has to be the responsible adult. That's Jesus. worrying. Heaven help us all. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just um, touching back on the um, university clubs playing, their, playing themselves. I think there's probably... There's probably enough scope for universe for um, with things like uni champs, uni open earlier in the year, um, stuff like that for other universities to get the opportunity to play other people. And well, opens are still opens. Nothing to stop. Yeah, am, am I am I right in thinking then university competitions are still uni champs to finish the year, then it, and then a uni cup of the matter changed the name of it um, throughout. So that there's two kind of. I suppose marquee university only tournaments that aren't leagues. Yeah, there's there have been a number of because what they've done this year, which I believe is the first year British Dodgeball have done it, and I actually think it's a really good idea, is they've had certain competitions which are locked as university only opens. So it means that any university can come 
in any combination. So, for example, if the, all of your first team isn't there, you're not trapped by the fact that you fixed your first team for league and therefore you can't move people around mm. to get a team together for the Open. But what it does mean is that you can get smaller teams. Like, for example, um, just to sort of jump forward and spoil things a bit. So on Saturday, we had University Champs, which is free, which is a free-for-all in terms of who can open it. Hertfordshire brought their women's side. And there's a couple of familiar faces on the Hertfordshire women's team. Yeah, Yes, there is. <laughs> yeah, they did very, very well. But that's, I think, I was chatting to one of them, that's probably only the second or third country they've been to this year. Just because they're quite a new side, they've got a couple of very experienced players, but they struggle generally. They would have struggled, for example, in September to commit to a league position. Yeah. So stuff like that, I think, has been quite helpful. And of course, as much as we were saying in mix, it's lovely to see them. It allows the university players to be exposed to what goes on after uni, which is of generally a higher standard. And I feel that that's important because, as we said, all four of us started this sport because of the university them it's how we all got into it it's how we all fell in love with it and devote our lives to it and it's it's really important that as an infrastructure we keep that there because it's the it's the easiest way i think it's also the most effective way to get high quality players then out into community clubs and background throughout the country afterwards there's examples every year as i said look at that the game at the weekend you look at the the uni finals day Look through the, the teams in the semi-finals. So you had what Sheffield, there's Finley at Spartans, Birmingham, you've got Nick and Nathan at Meteors, uh, Steele, John T and Peter at Minotaurs. And I believe, what, did they play Winchester? I think they've got a couple, maybe at one, one in Wessex, maybe one in Storm. Um, do you know what I mean? And, and it's important yeah. to, for those lads, as if they're, you know, in the men's game, for example, if, if, if the freshers come and see, oh, look at Birmingham, I may be in the Birmingham third team now, but look at Nick Mester, he's playing first and now he also plays for this other good team it, you know it's something that you want they set the example and it's it's good for the growth of the sport that there's examples of that kind of all the time so hopefully that that can continue we just need to keep the infrastructure in place and make sure that there's enough resources going into building the uni game yeah and i think also balancing that with because i'm sure like back in our day when it was all just mixed mixed everyone it's nice i think sometimes for the second third teams especially they know it's going to be a university only tournament the chances there being we were chatting about that sort of parity in terms of the mixed league and being able to seventh and seventh playing each other etc it's sometimes good for it to be a university only like i think you say balance is completely correct because sometimes you need the bits where it pushes and makes those connections outside of university dodgeball but i think sometimes especially when people are just starting out it's good as a confidence booster to play other teams at a similar standard to you because we've all been as a university team turned up on the day to an open and realised that everyone else on um, on the group listing is like been playing for six years and going to absolutely batter you. And there are times, like as people who are slightly obsessive, we found that quite good fun. But you can appreciate for some people who are only just starting out, that's really daunting as well. Yeah, and I, I'm a big get just about get used to the lads and girls you train with throwing the balls at your head and whatnot. Then. I remember my, I can actually almost remember it, my first game when I was playing for the Trent second team, the mighty Trent Turtles, where they <laughs> reign forever. And we played, I think we played Derby Seahawks in the first game. And I believe if that was the year after they just won um, DPL at the time, or maybe it might have been the year they did it. And, you know, first game, I kind of, you know, was just stood in the middle. And then all of a sudden, I think I had 
a joint force of Parry and Jaff both hit me in the head at the same time. And it's the first <laughs> game, first minute I'd played of dodgeball. And I was just like, what is this? Like you said, I'm a weirdo. So I, I kind of enjoyed it and came back for more. But what I really enjoyed was at the back end of those tournaments was when, you know, we finished fourth in our group, like three tournaments in a row out of four. And we got to play the fourth place of another group. And that yeah. was a much better. We got to actually play dodgeball. I wasn't just in the outbox for, for oh, two minutes as it was at the time, showing my age there. Um, oh, and God. It, yeah, you do need that. Yeah, three ball, two minutes. That's where I started. Come at me. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, I think maybe if we're talking about uni dodgeball, what so people who maybe haven't played at university or aren't very aware of university sport works, dodgeball is slightly different to a lot of other university sports in that we aren't covered by British University Competitive Sport, which is more commonly known as Bucks. And I've, I'm sure it's the same for all of you. Ever since I've been in the sport, there have been rumours that one day we're going to be in Bucks. And basically the reason university teams would like to be in Bucks is it means that the university pay attention and give you more money as a club. Um, what are your guys' opinions on whether dodgeball should go into books, like would it be a good thing? Would it be a bad thing? How many times has it rumored happened while you you yourself were at university? Yeah, well, I I was told in my first year it would be happening next year, and that was um, eight eight years ago. Um, yeah, I'm I was pretty sure in my year. first year as well. You told me that we were going to be books soon, Dave. Yeah, you were my, <laughs> my coach in my first year. Yeah, I was I was vice president at the time, and that's what we were told in a, in a AGM meeting when we did our committee training stuff that next year you guys will be, and and it just hasn't happened. Um, the books one's an interesting one. Um, I see all the benefits. Obviously, there's the infrastructure that goes with it, and you know the, the help with costs of transportation, maybe booking fees, whatever it is. But I I can see why universities aren't keen for it because obviously universities like it. If you're trying to like generate a new team, dodgeball, such uh, league-wise as we know, can be such a cutthroat sport at league. You might not play really well for six league meets in a row. You can still be bottom of the table, no points. And yeah. if you're a new club starting out in a books team that takes it very seriously, like like a Loughborough Uni, who do well across the board, but pretty much every year. You know, to try and pitch, let's let's go and try this new sport, but we're probably going to finish bottom, which will affect your, as a university, books ranking. You know, maybe that's me being cynical, but I don't see university for that uh, as new sports. I think if it's a sport you're already good at and established, your Birmingham's, your Steels, your Warwick's, then, yeah, why not? Because that's probably going to do your books ranking overall good. Um, I think it's going to be hard to pitch that as a new team because it affects the uni as a whole. That's why I sort of adding, adding to cynicism there probably the three biggest or four of the biggest um players in the bucks sphere are probably loughborough durham exeter and bath probably yeah go with that and uh bath spartans are a community team rather than a unit team aren't they i believe so yeah yeah but no i mean they're the only one with any even a community team uh, none of the universities have even heard of the thing, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think there's probably it's probably one of those things where once it's a bit of a catch twenty two because you get the you get the impression that guys won't won't touch it till it's bucks and bucks won't go near it if none of the big players are keen on it. That's always what I've heard. I've, I've heard thrown round. Like 
Bucks won't consider it until Exeter or Loughborough play, and Loughter- Loughborough and Exeter won't play until it's Bucks. I, I don't think it's a matter of them doing it. I think you have to have a certain number of teams who obviously compete at the sport. And then obviously, so again, we those four said, so then you might have Sheffield, who then turn around the Sheffield Union and go, well, actually, we don't want to support as a Bucks team. And I think you need a certain amount of clubs to actually all agree on it as well. And universities, I think a, a, a Loughborough or a Durham might have the right to just say like, well, okay, then we won't play dodgeball. I don't yeah. think it affects them. I think they just don't have to do it. I think it's more getting enough of the current universities on side to do it. But as I said, with the how kind of, I suppose, one-sided most of the leagues have been, it's, 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 a, it's a hard sell as a student to whoever we have to speak to. It's a hard sell. Just yeah. looking at the, um, the current books sort of table for this year, um, yeah, it basically out of the out of the top ten current sort of books universities, one, two, four, um, one, two, three of them have sort of multiple dodgeball teams. Um, so that's uh, both of the Nottingham universities and Birmingham. Oh, uh, so um, Nottingham in general, then please with that. Yeah, yeah and, um, University of Nottingham are currently second, and Trent are currently tenth. So <laughs> yeah, it's um, great. Yeah. All right, lads. Look, looking at some of that presence in books in previous years, so you love you Loughborough, you Durham, you Exeter, you that without them sort of having that presence of a dodgeball team, I don't think books for dodgeball as a sport is going to be attainable anytime. Um, but all, all it's going to take is just a couple of people at those universities with the right frame of mind to be like, you know what, let, let's let's sort of try a dodgeball. Let's let's try it. See see how far we get, and start from there. Who knows? Three four years time maybe, but I don't think don't think in the next couple of years it's going to be happening. I suppose as well, like what we haven't talked very much at all is the youth side of the game. And maybe we could look at doing a special on that in the mm. near future because what has definitely changed, even the shut, the sh- bleh, very bad, um, the short time I've been playing compared to Dave, um, <laughs> cheers, <laughs> um, like is we've suddenly gone from having re- respectfully like pretty much zero youth presence that wasn't people throwing basketballs at each other on a wet, on wet play, um. To suddenly a massive youth dodgeball presence, and I think what we maybe will happen in the next say, as I think Jordan, I think Jordan's completely right. It won't be the next two or three years, but maybe in the next ten, the more students that come to university having already played dodgeball, who are then are like, well, why isn't this a club here? I think maybe that will be the critical turning point mm. when suddenly, if if everyone. Everyone, if a large majority of people are aware of dodgeball from school, because what we always used to say, I like remember sort of it's the great thing about the community at the moment is we're quite a self selecting group because it's people who want to play sport but don't want to play the hardcore competitive sport because nobody went to university planning to be a dodgeball player because a lot of us didn't existed. Whereas I think actually that is already subtly starting to change. And I think when we get to the stage where a lot of people play uni- dodgeball at school and then are like, oh, well, why wouldn't I continue this? It's good fun, blah, blah, blah. I think that might be a really big moment for the sport in general. Yeah, absolutely. Like The, the youth side so big now. You look at the success of under-16 tournament. 
you look at the under 16 as the immediate hope going forward, don't you? That you know, it's only a couple of years till they're at university time, and if you know, a group of three of them from say that that Bedford under 16 teams who have been doing really well, say the three of them all go to the same university, takes one of them to have the idea to start it, and all of a sudden we're, we're kind of off. And you look at even like the under 13s, under 11s, you look at our little mascot at bees, we've got Mikey who comes to all our tournaments because his parents play. You know, oh, yeah. hopefully in 10 years' time, he's flying the He's flying the flag while you know we're all playing in a third team somewhere, so it's it's well those where there's there's lots of hope there. It's just let's let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. Cool. Shall I tell you who won on Saturday then? Um, University Championships was it? It was Sheffield Golden Arrows, wasn't it? Yeah. And then Birmingham okay. and the women. Well, no. 12-4, I believe. So, um, so the weekend, yeah. So Sheffield in an absolutely fantastic final. Sheffield, Sheffield first, Birmingham second, Balls of Steel third for the men's, and for the women, Hertfordshire first, Birmingham first, second, and I believe Winchester came third. So a very different day as to what we were. Birmingham, you can't mention University Dodgeball without. Birmingham, they've been dominant the least most of the time that I've been playing dodgeball, especially in the women's. The last time I believe that Birmingham didn't win a university championships was the year I started, so they've won four on the trot. And um, yeah, so a few familiar faces who are Beth Dix and Tara, who are well, Beth Dix is a seasoned pro at this point for England, but and Tara, I believe, has just started on the development squad. Some of the medal for the Beth Dix collection. Is, is there a more successful female player yet? Even now she's had a university to international and club. Oh, I mean, we all, we're all quaking in our boots. No, let's just be honest. Fair play to her. Fair. Yeah, no, and really great games as well. So, yeah, so that was, um, it was a really good day of dodgeball on, on Saturday. I am, um, seeing as most of the Balls of Steel squad are on tour, I am... Um, sort of managed to sneak my way in for a final crafty performance for them. But yeah, it was it was good fun and a good day. Um it's a good it's still a really good atmosphere at uni level. And I think one of the nice things we were talking about the leagues being a bit sort of well incestuous is harsh, but everyone playing each other a lot. But it does mean that there are some really genuine friendships between a lot of the clubs. So all the all the people who play East Midlands League together get to know each other really well. And then when you see each other at wider competitions like you were saying at Mixed League, everyone ball retrieving for each other. So there's a lot of that going on at uni level. A lot of people ran, standing around with phones in hands, just doing a bit of casual timing because one of their mates is on playing for another team. And yeah, it was really good to see, a really good atmosphere. And I wasn't actually there on Sunday, but um, Birmingham did retain their double sort of league Ubermeister titles with two gold medals on the Sunday. They should definitely call it the league Ubermeister. That's a much better name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> love that. Yeah, so I know it was. I know it was Birmingham, Sheffield, Winch for the men yesterday, and I it would must have been Birmingham. I assume Warwick. I, I don't actually. <laughs> pretty know safe. Came out. I apologise. I wasn't there. But I get it. You like you said, it's good to every now and again to kind of throw those those cat amongst the pigeons in terms of results because it's a bit it's not fun when you turn up today and go like well 
there's the top four, there's the top four, that'll probably be the final, they'll probably win. Like, you don't, I don't, I don't like when you can do that at a tournament. It's it's nice to have a, a bit of change. Um, so, yeah, fair play Hearts winning that on the on the Saturday, that's good. And Sheffield, fair play to them. Sheffield, Sheffield did fantastic. And I think it's good. What's quite interesting, I think, is definitely now at the point where teams having settled into five ball, sort of the styles of C from club to club, people have now definitely found their five ball style. So what's really good to watch? Because um, I think it is still a very high standard. The top level of the university tier is a very good standard, as you say, bolstered by the fact that a lot of people are now playing both community and university. But yeah, the... Birmingham Sheffield final was a real clash of sort of very interesting, energetic, just to watch dodgeball. We were like, then the entire room was on the edge of their seat. It was great atmosphere. To be fair, yeah, I think I just feel tired thinking about all them not playing. They're all so energetic and jumpy. Just no, they're so bouncy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I. Yeah, I don't think I could do bouncy anymore. Lateral dodging's the way. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get them sidesteps in. Good on the back. Oh, that lateral movement, Jordan. That lateral, lateral movement. Yeah. I think oh, I think as well, um, sort of going on from sort of everyone settling into five ball. I think it's it's strange that there are players now playing at such a high level of five ball who never experienced three ball. Um, it's it's just quite funny to me that there's players who just didn't know back when you could roll and step on court to grab a ball. Oh, I'd kill for that rule again. I really <laughs> no, no invalids yeah. when you were down. No invalids. Yeah. Don't worry. Everyone loves that invalid warning. Yeah. <laughs> and just generally, like, there were five sets no matter what happened. So if you wanted to get a dodgeball match done in under five minutes, you could conceivably. Yeah. <laughs> wait till you see the uh, wait till you see the phone game where when play ball's called you only have to throw one. You could have all you could have six balls if you only have to throw one. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good trail for our next episode, which we'll be looking at the Atlantic Cup. I mean, anybody will yeah. end up the same episode. It depends how lazy I am. This Editing. is true. <laughs> yeah, we've been playing. Um, we've been playing with the phone balls in a few of the. Show sessions recently. I hate the it. There's the foam open next month, um, and we've we've entered a team, but just none of none of the none of the sheriffs really have any experience with foam. <laughs> I thought you were going to say none of the any good, which is also true. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have um, no, we have we have some people who um have taken to it quite well. So I think we just need. Somebody who knows what they're doing to give us some guidance, really. <laughs> we haven't had that all season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> like I've, I, what I will say about anyone worrying about um, thinking of giving foam a go, the great thing about foam is that you can get hit in the face by, from four foot by an England um, development women's player, and it doesn't actually hurt because I was quite. <laughs> When I looked up and saw Shannon steaming towards me at training on Friday, I was really glad that actually didn't matter that she just absolutely wellied me in the nose. <laughs> no, the phone games are fascinating. One, it's good. I'm, I'm, it's growing on me. I wasn't sure at first, but yeah, like I said that that'll be next week. Um, that's for the next episode. So obviously, we'll hopefully have a successful Atlantic Cup this weekend. 
to, to go off this sort point. I'm looking forward. Are you guys coming down to it? Unfortunately, I've decided. I can't be bothered. <laughs> I am going to be a little bit hungover because James Shaw is making me drink on Friday. Nice. I was invited to that, but I can't really go to it since I'm supposed to be in Manchester on the Friday. Don't worry about it. It's the mistrainers. I can't. I think you shouldn't. It's different. <laughs> Are they streaming it, Dave? Pardon? Are they streaming it? Uh, I believe so. Um, I think I might drop. I might ask uh, John on um, on Friday. John Slemshek. Um I believe he's having a say. He's done the social media so far. Um, I will find out from him on Friday if you remind me. So as I will forget. <laughs> Challenge accepted. But I presume they will be. British dodgeball tend to for this event. It's a marquee event. It's the first one. I'd be surprised if it. Yeah. So. I think as well, um, I think I think it's going to be a bit of a sort of pretext for what we're going to see at Euros later this year as well. Because um, obviously British Dodgeball are going to be hosting an international dodgeball, which they did with the um, with the NEC last year. But I think we're all quite excited to see what Euros is going to bring, obviously because there's a lot more teams than previous years this year. And so I think we'll see just what British dodgeball can do when it comes to international dodgeball. Win, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, and yeah, good to see, considering how much work has gone into the British, British dodgeball setup in the last 18 months. I think these are sort of, not necessarily flagship, we're a bit, bit past that, but really two events yeah. for them to absolutely nail and that's immense. I mean, I think we're, everyone in the community is on board anyway, but we really cement them in the sort of world standings of, yes, sort of British dodgeball is here and we know what we're doing. I think that's what you want from your... From your <laughs> national governing... A bit in now. Have we sort of run out of things to talk about? Well, I, th- I, think, I think we've kind of covered all the, all the topics, so... To, just to round up the results, so University, congratulations to Sheffield and the men's on the Saturday and uh, Hertfordshire on the Sunday, then I believe a Birmingham double men's on the Sunday for Uni champs. Uni Uber League. You, yeah, they are the Ubermeisters of the University <laughs> team. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. congratulations to Sheffield, Sheffield, Balls of Steel, Balls of Steel. Winchester and Imperial. Imperial in the men's leagues overall, and then Birmingham and Winchester, Winchester in the women's leagues. Yep. Well remembered. Good stuff. It's almost like we planned this and stuff. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh, right, good hustle, guys. Yeah, that was fun. Good stuff. Good stuff. No worries. Right, speak to you guys. Later. Bye. Cool. See you later.